Welcome to the Everyman Tales. I'm so glad that you joined me today. I am Everyman, and I'm going to be your storyteller. And these stories are intended for bedtime, road trips, adventures, family time, and every time in between. They're intended for any age and every mind. Get ready to engage your imagination. Get ready for the Everyman Tales. Ernest couldn't remember when he had become what most would consider lost. It's not as if there was a certain day or time or thing that he had done that got him off the trail that he knew he was supposed to be on. But he did know he was lost. At this point, he knew he was lost in a couple of ways, actually. He was, in life, drifting, afloat, not knowing where he was going or where he had come from. He had, he had become so apathetic that he considered himself absolutely, helplessly, hopelessly lost. But his situation right now was a more pressing issue. He was literally lost. This wasn't a philosophical distancing from life or a lack of care about things that he should care about. He had become literally lost. He knew that he had started out the day in Silver Sands and that he had followed the trail along the ocean, up and down, all around, and he had seen the cape far in the distance, but now he had become disoriented. He knew north and south, and that was about it. He could hear the crashing waves of the ocean, but he didn't know where to go. He didn't know how to get back to where he knew he needed to be. And that was a perfect illustration of where Ernest's life was at the moment. He climbed through the thick brush onto a trail, a hedge on both sides. He knew one direction led toward the ocean, and the other direction led back towards what he presumed would be the road or parking lot or highway, some type of civilization. But the instant he realized that he should be going back towards civilization, he saw a break in the hedge, almost like a funnel curving into the forest on both sides, and he saw a tree, a beautiful tree, symmetrical, one like he had never seen before, a different tone and color, and then he felt a wind at his back, pushing him towards the funnel, towards the break in the hedge, towards the tree. Ernest walked a little bit towards what he presumed would be civilization, and then turned back and looked at the tree. He decided he had already been lost, he might as well get a little bit more lost, exploring a new area, so he went into the hedge, into the forest and stood at the base of a perfectly symmetrical tree with worn tree limbs where they met the trunk of the tree, a wind at his back like one he had never felt before, and a sense for the first time in a long time of the dissipation of his apathy. He felt a sense of excitement, a sense of caring, a sense of almost belonging as he reached out and touched the trunk of the tree. The shock waves went through him, He felt a chill of excitement. The wind blowing felt thicker, almost substance-like. He reached out and grabbed one of the limbs of the tree and instantly felt himself lifted off the ground. Before he knew what had happened, he was halfway up the tree. He couldn't see anything beyond the edges of the limbs that he was holding on to, but he felt such joy and exhilaration, the likes of which he hadn't felt in decades. Ernest halfway up the tree, waited. He knew something was happening. He knew it was different than any experience he had had in his life, and he didn't know what to do next. 
He had a tree limb in each hand. Each foot rested upon a tree limb. One leg was crooked at about a 90 degree angle. The other one was stretched out to his tiptoes. He decided to see what would happen if he climbed outward away from the trunk toward the outside of the tree. He put both hands on the same limb, both legs on the same limb below, and started to inch his way out towards he didn't know what. He couldn't see past the end of the tree limbs. It was as if the wind he felt, the thick, substance-like wind, somehow had enveloped the tree. The ends of the tree limbs were opaque, hard to see, as if they were in some type of gel or some other substance that was prohibiting him from seeing past it. Ernest didn't know what to do, but he did become acutely aware that the further he moved away from the tree trunk, the stronger the limbs became. Now, Ernest remembers from his childhood, he had climbed trees before. He knew that the closer you got to the edge of the tree limb, the further you got away from the trunk, the weaker the limb became. But that was not the case with this unique tree. The limbs were becoming stronger. He felt as if he could let go with his hands altogether and walk straight out on the limb that his legs were on. He dared not do that. This was a unique circumstance, and he knew that one slip and he would tumble to the base of the tree. Ernest edged his way further out, further out. Stronger and stronger, both of the limbs became, so much so that he only held on to one with one hand as he walked towards the edge. The thickness of the air around the edges of the tree limbs became even more dense as he got closer and closer to the end. The needles absent from the tree limbs when they were close to the trunk, began to prick his skin. These weren't typical pine needles. They were sharp, almost razor-like. He also became aware that the closer he got to the end of the tree limb, that he began to feel pinpricks on his feet and his hands. He He was actually bleeding. Now, these weren't deep or horrendous cuts. They were small nicks. The fact that the closer he got to the end of the tree limb and the sharper those needles became and the stronger that limb became slowly began to edge into Ernest's consciousness and he knew that his life was in danger. He was experiencing joy, ecstasy, all kinds of emotions, a lack of apathy that he hadn't felt, like I said before, in decades, but he also began to sense fear. He started to edge his way back towards the trunk. Slowly and methodically, foot by foot, hand over hand, he got his way all the way back to the end of the tree where he could put his arm around the trunk and lower himself to the ground. When he got to the ground, he looked at his hands and looked at his legs and the bottoms of his pant legs were in tatters. His hands were pinpricks of blood all over his hands and wrists and up his arms. And as he stood there, he began to wonder what was happening to him. Why had he finally, here, as he climbed out to the edge of the tree limb on a tree he never could have imagined even existed, did he finally begin to feel purpose, enthusiasm, joy? He couldn't explain it. He couldn't explain the fact that the blood on his hands and his legs wiped off, revealing no cuts, no scratches. His hands 
and his legs, his ankles, his wrists, his arms. The blood had dried and was swept away like a cake of dry mud after you're done playing as a child. He wondered what was happening, but he knew that he was no longer lost. Thank you for tuning in to the Everyman Tales. I'm Everyman. And just a reminder to like the Everyman Tales on Facebook or whatever social media or uh, pod streaming platform you follow. And remember, these tales are for nighttime, daytime, bedtime, road trips, adventures, and pretty much any time you're in the mood for a good story. Don't forget to always engage your imagination. And stay tuned for the next Everyman Tale.